Hi, I'm Talisa, the owner of 10X Marketing Consultancy, where we help businesses to 10X their lead generation with content marketing strategies. I'm Josh from Big Sky Creative. Since 2011, we've been helping brands grow online through creative video content. And I'm James, and I've worked in audio my whole life, and now I run Sound Media, where we help brands to create amazing podcasts for their business. Together, we want to help you create better content. Welcome to Content 360. So lead magnets is today's topic of conversation. What makes a good lead magnet? How can it help you and your business? And where does it fit into the big content machine? Now, Talisa, this is an area that you very much specialize in. Yeah. Yep. What is a lead magnet then? Tell us tell us the basics. So ultimately, a lead magnet is something that compels your kind of target audience to come to your website, to download something, and in return of that, you know, you receive a piece of their information. So it could be, you know, most of the time I'd say email address. I mean, there are certain people that like to put every kind of field in a form possible in terms of <laughs> give me a telephone number, give me a this, give me a whatever's going on but yeah I always say to people just try and keep it as short as possible so people deliver their email address in return for something now a lead magnet there's loads of different types of lead magnets I mean the most popular one that I work on is um, like ebooks or guides uh, white papers where you could do a bit more of a research piece and show yourself as a thought leader but there's also like webinars I went for a stage at the beginning of this year where I did a webinar every month so that is another side. I know you, Josh, you do quite a few different ones, obviously, for your line of work as well. Yeah, so in, um, in the Ingemars with the stuff and the sort of filmmaking commercial space, we did a behind-the-scenes video where we created a sound pack for uh, for people making drinks in a bar, like cocktails. So we'd just done a piece uh, with a client. We did loads of cocktail videos to launch a new spirit, and we wanted to up the production value with the sound pack, and we thought, well, we can actually recycle this and give it away to our followers on social media in exchange for an email address. And that is for us to then build a marketing list. We can then send out you know, a quick hit when the next piece of content comes out and then eventually give them more sound packs, more things of value in exchange for their attention, basically. Yeah. I, when clients come to me and say, you know, I'm wanting to increase my like, email database or increase people coming into my pipeline, I'd always say Lead Magnets is the best kind of inbound marketing tool that you can pull together to actually get people's information. Okay. Um, and obviously when someone's downloaded something, they're actively showing you, okay, I am interested in what you're talking about. So I want you to communicate with me a little bit further. And it's they're obviously saying to you, I'm, you know, offering out you to send me more information as we move through, you know, the next few weeks based on what they've downloaded. I find this really interesting because I'm kind of right at the beginning of all this. I've not really been, I've been creating content. What I've not really been doing is is lead magnets as such. And, um, you know, I'm still kind of at the beginning of that. So I'd be interested to know what's, so what's the kind of process that you go with someone? If someone, if someone comes to you and says, right, um, I realize I need to grow my email list. I need to start doing lead magnets don't really know what to do what what would yeah. the process be that you kind of go through with them uh, for me we kind of decide well we'll look at the target audience first okay so what questions are your target audience asking you what are they actually actively searching for into google as maybe keyword terms or questions and based on that we'll say okay let's draft up some different ideas or different topic ideas that we can do this on that are really going to speak to your audience and they're actively you know wanting to download it or watch it or you know attend 
So we'll draft some ideas, come up with, you know, one, and then we'll decide, okay, what form of media is this going to be? Is it going to be, you know, a piece of writing in a PDF? Is it going to be a webinar? Is it going to be like a template that we're going to offer them? Um, and then from that, we'll start to build it. Um, but which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit further into the conversation is it's not just about building that lead magnet. It's about, okay, what's the next steps after that to keep your audience engaged still? And then what is the best way to kind of promote it and leverage it across your network as well? So how good does it need to be? You mentioned um, like templates there and stuff like that. How do you work out what is just a bit of content that you stick on your website as like a blog or something that's just Mm -hmm. there and something that you kind of put behind that? It's not quite a paywall, is it? But it's almost like an information wall. It's like you've got to give me something to be able to get to this. How do you figure out what's good enough to, to work as a lead magnet? Yeah, it's a good question, actually. Very good question. I think for me, it's thinking, okay, this is... A lot more time and effort's gone into this than a blog. So it's you're offering something of greater value to someone than just a written, you know, a thousand word piece on a blog post. It's got to be something that people are, you know, either trying to search for or they actually actively want from you. Um, that's kind of when I'd set that level there. I mean, sometimes, you know, I'm the, the queen of repurposing content. Um, sometimes I'll look, if we've talked about a certain topic area across five different blog posts, I'll say, okay, out of those five blog posts, we can actually pull all that together into a bigger kind of document and offer that out as a lead magnet as well. Okay, that makes sense. Josh, how long did you spend working on your lead magnets? Uh, so we spent about a day and a half putting together the sound pack. So it was quite a, right. a fairly mm. big project for us just to give it away for free. And we did think we could, because other companies online, they do sell these sound packs. Uh, you know, it might only be a few quid, it can be 40 quid, 50 quid, depending on the value and how much is in there. Um, but we just decided that if we give something of, of actual value to mm-hmm. our followers, and actually give them a reason to think, you know, this is worthwhile me trading an email address. Because somebody's contact details has inherently got a certain amount of value to us as a business, yeah. hasn't it? So it's worth us giving away something that we could have sold, yeah. But in the long run, is it more valuable for us to be able to build that database and get that following so we can engage with? And in the future, say, um, we can maybe offer them a light sound pack for free. And if you want the full kit, you could then upgrade, upgrade that yeah. for a few pounds, whatever. And it's part of, it's the beginning of a, a larger kind of sales funnel. I think yeah. it's something you've touched I think it's a good on. way to look at it, really, because, you know, a lot of lean magnets that we put together, it's, you know, a full day or a couple of days work. And you think... Is this sellable? If it is, I think you think, okay, yeah, this this is something not to just actively just put on your website just for any, you know, Tom, Dick and Harry to kind of look at freely. But yeah, it's the added value after you've done the lead magnet of actually having that person's email address and thinking, okay, what else can I do with this? How else can I communicate with them and engage them further to actually showcase what we offer as a business? That could be a good quality control in terms of, is this good enough to be a lead magnet? And if, if it's something you could sell, then yeah, yeah it's something of, of value. So it is worth using as a lead magnet rather than just, like I said, it's not just a, yeah. a blog post. It's something that actually has value to the yeah. person downloading like One of it. my most popular lead magnets from 10X is creating someone a social media calendar. And it's got loads of prompts in there for someone to actually actively create a six-week content plan just by the tools and resources that I've put into that Excel like template. How long did you spend on that? Probably like two days. Right. So there's a definite feeling there, isn't there, that this is something, if you're going to do it, you've got to be prepared to put time into it. It's not something you can throw together in an hour or two. Um, I think the other thing that stands out to me, that there may be people who perhaps are a little bit overwhelmed by this whole thought, because the the phrase sales funnels come up as well, and there may be people that kind of think, hang on, 
what what so it's all right me kind of getting this information but i've ultimately got to do something with that and that means building email lists and that means starting to send out emails and it can all feel a little bit overwhelming yeah what what is that first step in this process for someone what if someone's listening to to this or watching this thinking all right i know i need to do this but i just don't really know what to do first to kind of at least start that yeah. process i say when i do it there's kind of three steps towards the like lead magnet journey so the first step is ultimately creating the tool that you want to offer out. So once you've created that tool, you then think, okay, I need to actually actively put this somewhere with a landing page, with a form that's going to get people to convert and actually put their you know, information into. So you've got the lead magnet, you've got the landing page then, which might sit on your website or it might sit in your like email platform, whatever that you know, you're choosing to use there. That's always going to have a form on there. Once someone fills out that form, they actively get sent, you know, whatever they're trying to, you know, what they're wanting. Then after that, I always say, then you've got to start emailing them. I've got a kind of set process of a six-stage email campaign after someone's downloaded something, which takes them across like a three-week period around. And it's, it's that that's the important step, because once you've got them and, you know, they've actually said, I want something from you, that is your now your time to open up that level of communication with them through, you know, your emails. If you just get in the lead magnet, they're downloading it, and you're not doing any emails after, you're kind of losing out on that quick win really of someone actually showing that they're interested in you and you're fresh in their mind as well okay that makes sense um what if someone kind of thought um all right i'm gonna i'm gonna set up a lead i'm gonna collect some email addresses i'm gonna worry about that next bit a little bit later on for now just kind of tackle it one step at a a, a yeah i would say a minimum of like one two emails after Um, maybe not the six that I do I mean there's some people I've done ones before especially in the last company I worked with where we had like a series of 20 emails over like six months after I mean that is very in-depth kind of you know lead nurturing in there Um, but I would say try and always deliver what you're offering them in your first email as one and then maybe like an email like seven days after maybe with like a question and open up a little bit more of a communication with them I'd say that's you know your bare minimum that you really need to do do either of you think is there any kind of best practice between whether or not this is something that you should do through your email platform or through your website say as a landing page is is there is there much difference there is there a best practice it just really depends on domain and your search search engines really i've done a mix um because ultimately you know you're gonna push that website link whatever it is across all your social media platforms anyway and i'd say most of your traffic will come through that route um, but the only benefit of having it on your actual website through your own domain is it's then searchable through, you know, your SEO style questions. Yeah, I was um, on a on a page on our website. Yeah, and then but the actual box where you give your email and get the email back in return the download link that's uh, just through HubSpot. Yeah, it's all okay. automated. Yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts on things like? Um, there's so many different ways of, of, of making this work, isn't there? There, there are obviously, you read someone's blog and there'll be a nice button there that says, get our free guide yeah. to such and such, and you click that button. And then there's some that there's a nice form at the bottom. And then there's other, you know, slightly more aggressive ways of, of doing this, whereby you've read it and you, you go to leave the page and as your cursor <laughs> reaches the, the, yes. the cross to close it, that it, it pops up. Um, and even some you'll find have got like three or four different ways of trying to get you to do it on a on a a page i sometimes wonder whether or not you can be too aggressive with it and actually it starts to make me think this is maybe not a friendly business and maybe Mm -hmm. someone that i'm not necessarily sure quite matches what i'm 
looking for. I'd be interested to see from either of you really whether or not you know, what your thoughts are on that and, and if there's like a perfect sweet spot in, in terms of how to do that. Yeah, I mean, the way that I've promoted them through 10X is, you know, this has been a lot of trial and error, but I feel like I've kind of got it to a point now where I know what works for my audience. Um, but the ways that I leverage lead magnets out is, firstly, I'll normally kind of repurpose into it from the, the actual lead magnet about 10 times across you know, social media. So I'll create like 10 different posts that go out, you know, over a certain amount of time. That's one. Also add it into my, you know, social media links. So obviously Instagram, you've got your link in there. Obviously I use Linktree. So click on there and it's, you know, one of the first things that pops up for people to go to. On the website, I've just got like a resources menu tab and under resources, then all the different pages are there. You know, you've got the opportunity if you want to, to put them onto your homepage as well. I don't, pop-ups irritate the hell out of me. So mm-hmm. as that's me as an audience. And I would say that I am kind of a target audience of my, my business anyway. So it annoys, annoys me. So I don't choose that method. But what I do do is I do put it through most blog posts that I do. I'll always have like a lead magnet push at some point throughout that blog post. Maybe if it's at the end with a little, you know, graphic or, you know, we'll just say, you know, for more information on this, download here and just have it as a hyperlink text. Blog posts are probably the best place to put them in terms of, you know, because people are reading around that subject anyway. So if you cannot, you know, offer them an added value, yeah. then they'll probably do that. Um, but yeah, pop-ups for me, I don't use them because it just irritates me. And then I'll always kind of put it into any kind of email marketing that I'm doing around that month. So we do like a, a monthly newsletter. In a monthly newsletter, I've always got a lead magnet push of some sort in there. Okay. But you've done it where you've said you've done lead ranks where you've actually give them out in person. Yeah. Is it a fair? So like the sound part we discussed, that's basically you find it by on our YouTube channel. This is the behind the scenes of how we made it. So, so people can see the effort yeah. that's going into it. And then in the description, it's like click on this link, website, you just put your email address in. Um, but yeah, you can think outside the box. It doesn't have to always be digital giveaways. So in we have mm-hmm. a, a wedding company we do uh, called Sky Weddings, do wedding videography. And we do probably 50% of our business comes from doing wedding fairs and actually meeting people in person. And then the lead mag- magnet we give away there is, so just giving a flyer like all the other companies saying this is all about us. Our flyer, it's actually more of a, a booklet and it's a guide to planning and booking your wedding. So it says 18 to 24 months before your wedding, you need to get your venue sorted because that's when they get booked up. And like 18 months in advance, your photographer gets booked up, that kind of thing. So it gives you an idea of when you might want to start talking to suppliers and the whole kind of order and what you might want to think about booking. Uh, and then on the back page of that is our information. So hopefully it's something that has got enough value for them to not just bin where the rest of the flyers they pick up, they keep it because it's got something of value to them to help them plan. And then whilst that's sat on their coffee table, our logo is also sat on their coffee table with our website address and everything saying, you know, a constant reminder of us. And then most of the people, because we actually physically hand them to the couples, that opens up the conversation as well. They have a look through it and then they give us their email address on, on an iPad. And mm-hmm. then we ask for their email address, when they get married and the venue they get married at. And then from that, if they get married at Colshaw Hall, for instance, in Cheshire, we've shot there about eight times now. So they'll get two or three emails every every couple of weeks. I would just say we checked out our recent trailer from, from this venue. This is what your wedding could look like if we filmed it. So it helps them to get excited and imagine their day as well. So that's been probably the most successful lead magnet we've, yeah. we've used. Yeah. That's good because you're offering them something that they're, you know, they're planning, they're going to want that support there. Um, so it's just understanding what your target audience are like the questions yeah. or the kind of problems they've got in their head that you can help you know solve for them freely really by offering you know your free advice 
And we even use that then as a key to help us start planning our social content. If we've just done a wedding fair and we've managed to get uh, the details of 50 couples, say, um, you know, 10 of them are getting married in a certain area, our social post for the next few months will then be engineered to show more of the venues in that area. So it's like, we'll put Colshaw or Murraydale Manor or all those Cheshire venues out if we spoke to a lot of Cheshire couples or if it were the Harrogate couples mm. or, like, or the Sun Pavilion and all those kind of venues in that area yeah. and then we see that the engagement on social media picks up as well because we've met these people they've kept the flyer they've followed us and then we've tailored our posts to match the current audience as well yeah. and that's been quite a successful marketing sort of plan for us over the yeah. last five years of doing yeah. that that's good. Um, this feels like a proper episode where I've just bombarded you both with questions, but there's a couple of other things that I wanted to uh, get your thoughts on about this. So, Lisa, it sounds like you are creating lead magnets pretty much all the time, like it's something that you're doing very, very regularly. Josh, it sounds like you're going for kind of bigger ones, but but not as regularly. Yeah. Um, where where should people be looking to fit within that? Is yeah. is there a best practice there in terms of, yeah, you know, you should be doing one a week, one a month? Is it all right to just do one every six months and make it a big one? Is it just what works for someone individually? Yeah, I was literally going to say then after you just spoke, I was like, one of the biggest questions I get asked is, how often do I do a lead magnet? Um, for me, 10x wise, we try and do one like one a quarter. Um, right. One a quarter, we try and work on. So we've been running now 18 months. So I think we've got five or six on our website at the moment. Um, so I don't see this because it is a big piece of content it takes a lot of time and effort to put into I mean it could be a week's worth of work really and when do you ever get a week where you've got nothing else going on it doesn't happen very often you can't do it every month no so I wouldn't even say yeah it's like a monthly thing I'd say you know every quarter you know three or four months something like that it's time to actually offer something new out to your audience and you've got to give it that time as well to kind of leverage it across your network promote it and get it in front of enough people to you know, it's not just the back work, it's the actual post-production work, really, of creating it. Um, because the last thing you want to do is spend a week putting something together, pushing it out on your social media once, and then, you know, forget about it, I'm on to the next. You've got to really take some time to nurture it and, you know, push it forward. That's a great point, and it's it's, it's really good to hear you say that, because I think when people uh, say stuff like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll include a lead magnet on every blog, I think my head thinks, well, they're doing a different lead magnet for every single yeah, blog. So... Uh, once a quarter suddenly kind of feel, feels so much more yeah. manageable and you can kind of say yeah well I could easily block like a day to work on it there and mm-hmm. get someone else to work on that bit of it and it becomes much more kind yeah. of manageable does that kind of fit with how you yeah so we, we do a bit less but we're seeing that our lead magnets the actual content is fairly evergreen so the mm. um the sound pack, it started off slow, but the growth, as you, as the YouTube uh, videos got more hits, that's getting picked up a bit more by the algorithm, and obviously the backlinks are working better. So um, they're actually getting more downloads from that a day now than we were when we first posted it, and we're not really shouting about it anymore. It's just got, got its own traction and growth. Um, and the wedding lead magnet, we spent a lot of time coming up with it, and we spent a lot of money on printing thousands of copies of it, but we're still using the same lead magnet five years on. But then yeah. it also comes down to, I suppose, the clients you're aiming at. So if you have repeat customers, then, yeah, you might have to give them new lead magnets every quarter or whatever, whereas you don't really get repeat customers in the wedding industry. Yeah, so, no, yeah all new. Exactly. Yeah, so so that, unless something's gone very wrong. Unless something's <laughs> gone very wrong. So we, we, we might hand a lead magnet out, last year and they can use the same one in three years time but to the people we're yeah. meeting and giving this to it's still very much brand new to them yeah. so that 
it was a lot of effort and time and money, but it actually, in the long run, has yeah. really worked out for us over over the span of five, six years. You but, made a very good point there saying evergreen because, you know, lead magnets ultimately do really need to be as evergreen as possible because you want to spend that amount of time on it where it can sit and it can still work five years down the line, really. Yeah, um, that's important, isn't it? Yeah. Because, um, so for, for me, working with, I tend to work mainly with new podcasters. Someone's only a new podcaster once, once they've mm. started podcasting. They're, they're never looking for information about how to start a podcast again because they've they've done it. So a similar situation to, to, to you there in mm. terms of, you know, creating something that is evergreen, someone finding some content, you know, three, four years after you create it, it's new yeah. to them at that point. And if it's as useful as it was when you first came up with it, then it's time really worth spending creating something. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned webinars earlier and people might think, oh, well, when you've done a webinar, surely that's, that's it. But what I mean by webinars is you might have the live date, you know, in a month's time, but record it get it all recorded and actually then put that as like an actual video style lead magnet on your website and capture it. So anyone that does want to watch it in the future has to put in their email address to watch it. Um, so yeah, in terms of that side, it's kind of just repurposing it a little bit and capturing it, you know, behind behind a form for the future people that do want to come and watch it. From a technical point of view, where do you house that then? Where 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 is that video kept so that people can only get to um, it when you... Either YouTube where I'll put it as, you know, an unlisted video. Yeah. yeah. Um, or I've used Vimeo as well before for someone yeah. else. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. So the other thing that I wanted to ask, and this is uh, at risk of kind of asking you just to give an advert out here, but how much of this can you outsource? If there's someone thinking, love the idea of creating lead magnets, I haven't got like, you know, a week, a quarter to give mm -hmm. up to, to do it. Um, can you outsource all of it? Are there bits that you can get people to kind of help you with? Yeah, I think either or. I mean, you all know here around this table, like lead magnets is one of my service areas. Um, so if someone does come to work with me, I'll, you know, even if they've not got an email platform set up, I'll do all that for them. I'll create it, you know, do the landing page, do the email automation. Then I just say, literally, here it is, you rock and roll. And I can even do the promotion after it if they want to. But, you know, for yourself, like you might think, Actually, I know I want to put a bit more of my what's in my head, what someone else wouldn't know in terms of a lead magnet, but I might get some support with the emails after, for example, or the social media promotion after. I think you can do as little as or as mm. much as you really want to, but there's definitely people out there that can support you. We frequently create the content that could then become a lead magnet. So we did some videos for HR company a while back and they have like a one to two minute video which said this is sort of our top tips or the basic sort of A to B when you're onboarding a new employee and that can become the lead magnet and then at the end they say if you need to work with us more then or you need more information then get in touch um, so that video can be a social media advert or it can also that could be used as, as a lead mm -hmm. magnet as well video work for lead magnets is becoming more and more popular mm -hmm. Uh, I, I kind of feel this is a subject that is worth us revisiting at some point and, and maybe getting some other people involved because it feels like there are there are so many bits of what what can make a good lead magnet yeah. that we've just not had a chance to even touch on that it would be really interesting just to to do an episode that is purely about kind yeah. of like the different things that you can mm. um, even like the email side do. after like that's you know yeah that can go really deep it's in whole terms subject of what, to its you own, know, helping it? people yeah I suspect it's something that we will uh, will revisit for now we'll wrap this one up then thank you very much for joining us you can find all our episodes at content360.fm where you can also find out more about us and you can get in touch as well we'll catch you next time on content360